Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word. Leviticus 26, starting in verse one. You shall not make idols for yourselves. Come on, somebody say amen, amen. You shall not make idols for yourselves, neither a carved image nor sacred pillar shall you rear up for yourselves, nor shall you set up an engraved stone in your land to bow down to it, for I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them, then I will give you rain in its season. The land shall yield its produce and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall last till the time of vintage and the vintage shall last to the time of sowing. You shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land in safety. Verse six, I will give peace to the land and you shall lie down and none will make you afraid. You shall rid the land of evil beasts and the sword will not go through your land. You will chase your enemies and they shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred of you shall shall chase 10,000. Let me say that again, verse eight. Five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. There we go. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. Verse nine, I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful and multiply you and confirm my covenant with you. You shall eat the old harvest and clear out the old because of the new. I will set my tabernacle among you and my soul shall not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God and you shall be my people. Verse 13, final verse. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt that you should not be their slaves. I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you walk upright. Father, thank you for your power, for your presence and all that you've done, God, already in this service. Move with authority and power as your word is now preached, I pray. Hide me behind your cross and use me once again as you've been so gracious to do. Use me again to bring life, strength, impartation. Come on, lift your voice and ask God to talk to you today. God, release the power of heaven through the preaching of your word. May we never be the same. Do all that you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Wonderful. Glory to God. Well, our nation, to me, from a biblical viewpoint, is uh, clearly gotten off track. I don't know if you would say that our nation is off track. Many people say that it, it is. It all depends on what side of the aisle you're standing on. It all depends on what you believe is right and what you believe is wrong. Our nation has basically departed from biblical morality and moved to what they call sociological law. Sociological law, I'll give you a definition. Sociological law is a systematic, theoretically grounded, empirical study of law that sets social practices. It's 
mediating between political and economic interests, between culture and normative order of society. You see, what's happening is that laws are being made based upon what people think is right. And I've said that to you before. The problem with that is your thinking ain't right to begin with until it gets renewed. Unregenerated man can't lead godly lives. We believe in truth. We believe in absolute truth. We believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and and the life. And so there's a great problem in America trying to vote in laws like the equality law, which is a an abomination from a biblical perspective. I have the great challenge of imparting to you and preaching to you and teaching to you this morning, and really every time we gather, me and my team, my lovely wife, our incredible team of leaders, life group leaders, team leaders, we have the the, the great challenge of imparting to you and teaching you how to walk in victory and to see the fulfillment of God's plan come about for your life. And it is a great, a great joy most of the time. The blessings of God come to the believer who's in right relationship with God. Let me say that again. The blessings of God will be fulfilled in your life as you have right relationship with him. God won't bless a mess. And he doesn't bless just randomly. He doesn't just randomly pick one person and then pick another person. He, he blesses according to his word. He has a prescribed way of blessing. So the title of today's message is Fulfillment of the Blessing. And so from Leviticus 26, I'm gonna teach you as we look at this text, this legal text of how to walk in the blessing of God, how to see the blessing fulfilled. Come on, raise a hand if you want the blessing fulfilled in your life. You want the blessing, come on, say it. I want the the blessing. Come on, say that. Lord, I want the blessing of God for me, my marriage, my kids. Come on, say it again. Lord, I want the blessing of God in my life. It doesn't just happen. There's a prescribed way. Now, some of the books, now we're writing the notes, and if you don't have notes, uh, go ahead, lift your hand. Would you, ushers, once again, uh, pass those notes out to those who don't have them. There are texts in Scripture, and we're we're writing the notes now. Some of the books of the Bible are legal texts, and that's what this is. Exodus 23 is a legal text. Joshua 24 is a legal text. And you'll notice in these legal texts that there is a list of blessings and a list of cursings. And we didn't read the curses. I spared you of those. I just read some of the blessings. And uh, Deuteronomy 28 is another, another legal text. And archaeologists have found that legal texts were put in things like, for instance, the boundary stones of, the, of uh, Babylon. The Babylonian boundary stones were found, and inscribed on those gives a list of the curses if you move the boundary stones. Now, how much more from God's word as we're reading this Levitical Word, how much more the difference here between what we're reading in scripture and as a Babylonian boundary stone is we're reading from God's word. And a Babylonian boundary stone was, you know, the curse would come by some demon God. So the difference is this is God's word speaking to his people, but it's very much alive for us in the New Testament today. And so you'll notice that obedience is emphasized in two areas, two 
areas. And it, and it, and it, should, it should quicken your mind to understand where these two areas came from. They're, they come from the Ten Commandments. So the first two commandments, and this is found in Exodus 20, and this is right in our first verses that we read. You shall have no other gods before me. What, what does it say? You shall have no other gods before me. Let's all say it together. Ready, set, go. You shall have no other gods before me. That is a commandment of the Lord. The second command is you shall not make for yourself an idol. Come on and say that. I will not make an idol. Well, I'm glad. You say, well, I don't have any idols in my life. I'm not bowing down to some rock. No, I didn't say you, you made some rock and it's in the corner of your property that you go into all your little kids and bow down and worship the stone that's in the corner of your property like they did in the Old Testament pillars it talks about. No, but there is clearly idolatry in America and uh, we're fixing to talk about some of that. So go ahead and fasten your seatbelt, embrace yourself because you might find at the end of this service, you might find yourself to have an idol to that energy drink, perhaps. Or perhaps uh, that phone, maybe. Or uh, we better move on. The second thing is observe my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary. He's saying not only don't have idols, but be certain that, you're, that you put your life in your life, that you put time with God, worshiping God, loving God. That's what the text says. And it certainly applies, as I said, to the New Testament. You'll see that he goes on to say, if you do these things, if you don't make an idol and don't bow down to it, if you observe my Sabbath, if you obey and observe my holy days and my sanctuary, it then gives a list of blessings. And we'll talk about those. So as we look at this text, idolatry is a snare in present-day America. You say it is? Absolutely. There's so much idolatry. And like I said, most people are not bowing down to some crazy altar and offering food to some demon God. Most people aren't doing that, although there are some. No, we have the idols of sex, money. The, the idols of uh, uh, self is probably the biggest idol that we have. I'm convinced that there's times in our life that we go through when we, when we get into trouble that, that God allows for us then at those times of trouble. And I, you'll hear me say it. When we go through difficulty in my family, we go through difficulty in the church, we pray and like, Lord, what are you saying? Is there something out of order? Have I, have I not done something? Lord, Lord, would you show me, examine me? You know my rising up. You know my setting down. Is there anything that's messed up so that I could repent? And so America's in trouble because of clearly of, of idolatry. You can read in Matthew 19 and Matthew, Matthew 10. Listen, when you, when you go through trouble, don't get uptight. Just draw close to God. Don't run from God. Draw near to him. The rich young ruler, Matthew 19 and, and uh, Mark 10, there's this prominent young ruler, and he asked Jesus, quote, Teacher, what good thing must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, he, the Ten Commandments, I mean, he, he's... Ten Commandments, Ten Commandments. Five deal with our relationship with God. Five deal with our relationship with man. Jesus says, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall honor your mother and father. You love your neighbor as yourself. And the ruler says, oh yeah, I've done all that. I've done all those things from my youth. Oh, great. And then, and then Jesus throws him a curveball and knocks him out. And with what? Jesus says, he hones in and says, yeah, you've done all those things. Now, get rid of all your money 
and come and follow me. The idol he had was what? What do you think the idol he had? The idol he had was wealth, but I could say maybe a level deeper was self. And those idols, you know, we all struggle with the idol of self. And uh, there was a story of a man, his name is Richard Stearns. You might know who that is. He became the president of World Vision. He's written lots of books. He was the, uh, uh, the president of uh, Lennox Corporation. You know Lennox Dishes? He was the president of Lennox Corporation and uh, made a lot of money, had a huge house, and he loved God. And somebody said, you know, you ought to be the president of World Vision. They're looking, they're looking for a president. World Vision is a large uh, missions organization. They're looking for a president. Why don't you be the president? You'd be amazing. He said, I don't want to be the president. And so as he prayed over a course of time, the Lord began to speak to him and said, you need to put your name in. I'm going to do something. He put his name in reluctantly, but he knew it was the Lord. He was selected to be the president of World Vision. Do you know what that had to, what he had to do to become the president? He wasn't just selected. He had to let go of his job. 75% of his income he got reduced by, by take, would 75% reduction in pay. Some of you right there would be like, no, that ain't God. That ain't God. I mean, let no 75% of my income. Oh, but, but 75% increase, and that would make it God. So basically, you're saying you're a prostitute. It's more, you get paid money more. Did that hurt? Did that sting a little bit? Okay, just tap your neighbor and say, it's okay. He wasn't talking to you, unless, of course, he was. 75% reduction. Many people be like, that ain't God, because he wants to increase me. Increase is not just all about money. So he would take a 75% reduction in pay, and not only that, he'd have to move out of his big 10-room house and with his wife and his kids, and not only that, moved to the other side of the country. And God said, I want you to do it. He struggled with it. And the Lord showed him that he had, was, that he had an idol of self. My gosh. And he shares that in a, a book. The, the second thing you see is consistent worship to, of God important to you. Is consistent. So I'm, I'm asking you to, I'm asking you to, I want you to walk in fulfillment of blessing, fulfillment of the blessing. I want you to walk in the blessing. You have to analyze and take a look by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you have any idolatry? You can have a, you can have your wife as an idol. You can have your husband as an idol. You can have money as an idol. Anything that you, what do you think about the most? That is what you're worshiping. So think about what you think about the most. Some of you have an idol of sex. Some of you are addicted to pornography. Come on, I'm going to move on, but I just wanted to just nail it home for just a second. Some of you can't tithe because you're addicted to money. You, you, you just can't. It's, your, it's yours. It's mine. I'm not, I'm not going to tithe. Yeah, it's an idol. And these blessings, which are amazing, are going to be released and fulfilled for those who don't have idols. All right. The second thing is, you know, honor the Sabbath and, uh, and honor my sanctuary found right in our text or Leviticus 26. The, the, the question is this, is consistent worship of God important to you? Is consistent worship of God important to you? You know, going to church, is that important? Is it important to, to worship God, to read the word, to worship and, and to pray? Is that, is that important? Are you teaching your kids? Because if it's not important, then you're also going to disqualify yourself from the fulfillment. And that is the word for 2021, fulfilled. 2021, we will be fulfilled. Say it. In 2021, we will be fulfilled. 
But it's not automatic. There's things that you need to do to see fulfillment take place. So is there consistent worship of God in your life? And is it important to you? Is going to church important? It's crucial to me. Is that because you're a pastor? No, it was crucial long before I was a pastor. 50 years ago, they used to have laws called blue laws. Raise your hand if you remember blue laws. You're probably older. Blue laws are laws that were made that, that protected the church and protected the day of worship. See, even today, the, 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 um, um, the mail, the U.S. mail, is closed on Sunday. Why is it closed on Sunday? It was originally closed on Sunday to protect, to protect worship. Let me read this. In the United States, the U.S. Supreme Court has on numerous occasions held blue laws as constitutional and talks about the exercise of religion. I mean, it's just amazing. Now, that's not the case now. Now the case, you have Super Bowl Sunday. You have churches empty out to go watch a foot. Put the stinking thing on Saturday. And you have peewee sports leagues on Sunday. And you have all kinds of things on Sunday. It's, it's, a, it's an anti-Christ spirit trying to edge the church out to keep you out of church. You say, well, everywhere I go is my church. No, you, you need to not forsake the gathering of the saints. It's important because you won't hear messages like this that'll fry our bacon so that we can repent of our idolatry and, and, and put God in the foremost position of our life. Why? So that we can walk in the blessing of God, so that we can have peace and joy and hope. Oh, there's so much. There's a there was a time in America where the church was important. It was the center of every town. It is uh, becoming the center of our town here in Wasilla. We'll finish our building. It's the first thing you see when you drive in. That's God. Only God could do that. Yeah, no. Could it be that the curses of Leviticus 26 are catching up to our nation that has forgotten God? And I didn't read the curses. You can go and read those. They're quite intense. Get rid of your idols. Commit to the worship of the Lord. The Lord gave me this scripture. I'll read it to you. Isaiah 58, verse 13 if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then, in other words, if, 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 then you will find your joy in the Lord. I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and do feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Does your week revolve around worship? If it doesn't, I would challenge you biblically to say it's God's plan for man to revolve his week around worship. You say, well, I don't want to. Well, how's that working for you? If you'll learn to put God first, if we can learn, if our nation can come back to God, and I believe a great revival is coming. I, I believe we're in the midst of it. I believe the beginnings have already, already started. I can hear the rumblings of thunder in the distance even now. God is causing a nation to be awakened. And God is going to take center stage again as God put him there. God puts him there. So you got to ask this question, is our nation off track? Yes. Okay, well, instead of like pointing the finger at how our nation's off track, our nation's off track because individuals are off track. Are you off track? Is your family off track? So it's easy to point the finger and say, oh, you know, those Democrats, those Republicans, those. Now, how about you? Where are the Ten Commandments in your life? 
Do you have any idolatry in your life? You see, if one person at a time, one family at a time, getting redeemed, getting regenerated, getting set free, getting born again, getting healed, having healed children and healed marriages, that is what's gonna change a nation. You said, that's a big task. Tell me about it. That's why we do what we do. That's why we work the way we work. That's why we, we labor the way we labor with all the power that works so mightily on the inside of us to change the heart of a nation, one family at a time. You say, boy, you're pretty intense. I am intense. My whole life is about that. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm preaching to you on video right now to tell you that God wants to bring fulfillment of blessing, but you must take a look if you fulfill the requirements to be blessed. Come on, let's have a praise break. Just lift your hands. Woo, praise the Lord, Pastor. Yeah. Is Sunday important to you? Is a day of Sabbath rest important? Do you, do you honor a day of rest in the Lord? Do you, is, is your week surrounding about, around worship? You know, they have found that on Sunday that the heartbeat of humans will slow down and rest on Sunday. It's designed that way. I've found that people that work seven days a week, they don't make any more money. They actually lose money. They're, they're violating kingdom principles. You say, you don't understand. No, you don't understand that God will bless you and five will chase a hundred if you'll do it right. But if you don't do it right, then you're gonna get chased by an ant. You know what I mean? You know, like all kinds of things be chasing you and you'll have, you'll have no confidence before God. You have to put God first. And, and, and go to church. I don't think it has to be Sunday. I don't think it has to be Sunday. That's why we have Sunday night. That's why we have Wednesday. But it is important to gather corporately. And if I want to see people, and the truth is, it's grievous for me to go shopping and to go to Walmart. I see all kinds of people. They have no problem. I'm going to get in trouble, but what else is new? I've, I've said people, I've, I've talked to, followed up people. I'm not, I'm not coming because of COVID. okay. All right, well, we respect that, and that's why we're online, and, you know, I'm, you let the, let, the, let the Lord lead you. You live by your convictions, and uh, amen. Yet how is it that I see them all over in Walmart? I mean, it, really, it bothers me. You can go to Walmart, but you can't. Well, it's more congested here. Okay, all right, I, 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 I might agree with that. Just make sure that's true, though, and, and don't be like playing some game with church and then you can shop and go all over the place and do whatever you want, but then you're not, you're, the enemy's using that as an excuse to keep you from worship. Well, how encouraging. Let's move back into our notes. If we'll obey, look at C. If we'll obey, God will give us three promises, three profound promises. And this phrase in the Hebrew is three times, I will give. It's, it's verse four, verse six, and verse 11. Verse four, I will give you rain, right in your notes, and good harvest. I will give you rain and a good harvest. It's a promise of supernatural provision. You know, they lived in an agrarian society. We don't. We don't live in an agrarian society. If it didn't rain back then, you're up a creek. If it didn't rain, you didn't have any food. If it didn't rain, if you had a drought, you had famine, you didn't have it. You know, come on, some of you still got your tomatoes inside because if you pulled them out, now they're dead. You're dependent, those tomato plants, come on, how many of you got tomato plants? You got your little starter plants that are more than starters now since winter has gone on into June, for God's sake. <laughs> Hallelujah, thank God for the Holy Ghost. So your starter plants are more than starters and they're inside now longer than they usually are because it's snowing and it's just been winter, a longer winter, we're in April, my God, let the earth turn, let the sun come, bring the fish, Jesus, let winter end. 
got bees coming in and all kinds of stuff. This is talking about if there's the rain, if there's no rain, you had no harvest. Think about God. What is the rain for you? God will provide for you. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing. He'll give you good harvest. If, if, and then, as covenant language, anytime you see if, it's contingent on you obeying the if part. If you do this, then I will do this. So if you honor the Sabbath, you keep the Sabbath and you honor his sanctuary and you, 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 you don't make idols. Number one, you don't make idols, bow down to them. Number two, you keep the Sabbath and you honor his sanctuary. Then, good rain and harvest. Number two, I'll give you peace. You don't have to be afraid anymore. Do you see that? Come on, look with me. I'll give you peace in the land. Verse six, you shall lie down and none, and none make you afraid. There are demonic power. There is demonic power that wants to make you cringe in fear and hide. When you're walking rightly with God, you'll have the fear of the Lord and you don't want to go where fools go, where angels fear to tread. So I'm not talking about going wherever you want to, but you can go where God leads you, where God guides you and you will have peace. He will protect you. Come on, somebody say amen. You'll have peace. Wow. Peace in the storm. Peace in the midst of trouble. Peace like a river. Joy like a fountain. The third promise which is profound, I will set my tabernacle among you. What is that? It's the gift of God's presence. I will give my dwelling place among you. And I will not abhor you, says the NIV. I'll put my dwelling place among you. Wow. Come on, can somebody say amen? Wow. Keys, please, if you would come. Thank you. The presence of God. Come on, lift your hands. All over this place, a promise of God's presence. Nothing is more precious to me than your presence, oh God. Nothing. Holy Spirit, come and flood this place. Oh, your presence. Let your power come right now upon your people. Holy Spirit, come. Set the captives free right now. Come on, just begin to lift your voice in worship as he continues to play on those keys. Holy Spirit, touch now. Strengthen. I'll set my tabernacle among you. God in our midst. There is nothing more precious to me than his Holy Spirit. Not one thing. His Holy Spirit guards me, protects me, leads me, guides me. He's my best friend. I've done things in my life many, many years ago to, to cause him to not walk with me in a way that, that he wanted to. I've, I've had idols. Listen, we all struggle with idols. So you struggle with idols? I have things in my life I fight against, yes. Somebody said, well, well I don't. I, I don't believe you. That's just as part of a human nature and fallen human nature. Think you have to fight against your flesh. You have to fight against things. There's times where I've been so distracted. We have a whole culture that's distracted by cell phones and, and the internet and media. And those things can rob from you. I fight against certain things. I do. And, uh, and, I'm, and I win. You say, you do? Yes, I'm, I'm walking in victory. Are you? 
and I've set my life up. So if there's anything in my life that, 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 that has become an idol, my wife will tell me. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, if he can't get my attention, my wife certainly will. And then I have people around me. Come on, you've got to fight. You say, when is the fight over? You never stop fighting until it's over. When he splits the eastern sky, that's when you stop fighting against lust, against greed, against pornography. That's when you stop fighting against yourself because it'll be over then. But until then, it's not over. And if you want to see blessings fulfilled in your life, you're going to have to strike down your idols every week, maybe every day for some of you. I'll set my tabernacle upon, among you. That's these three promises. I'll send rain, which is provision, good harvest. And really, it says from the, from the time of vintage, look at this, from the time of vintage to the vintage's last to the time of sowing, it's continual harvest. It won't even be like seasonal. It'd be like continual harvest. You'll have so much. It doesn't matter what the economy of the United States is doing. I'm connected with the one who sends the rain, who made raindrops. I'm connected one, with the one who made land, who made the sea. He made you. He made me. I'm connected to the economy of heaven because I'm going to keep myself. Oh, I'm going to keep myself from idols. I'm going to love the Lord's day. I'm going to have a day one in seven that I worship him. I'm I'm going to honor the church and honor his sanctuary. And God's going to send me rain. Is God sending rain to anybody else that's going to cast down idols? Is he going to bring fulfillment of blessing in your life? He is if you'll do your part. If you cast down the idols, if you honor the Sabbath rest and, and his sanctuary, then I'll send rain and it'll be continual provision, continual blessing. Number two, these promises of peace, peace. Peace like a river, I got peace like a river. Peace like a river is running through my veins. Peace and joy, Isaiah 58, which I read to you. And then the third promise is the one with his presence. Oh, come on, his presence. All right, let me move on. It's our choice. It's your choice, my choice, our choice that stops the curses. And if you failed, here's the good news. If you failed, repent, repent. If you failed, start over. When? Today. Today. You say, well, I've got a whole lot of idols. We'll, we'll rebuke them right now. Repent. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to come into your life. Ask God to wash you and cleanse you. His mercies are new every morning. You say, Pastor, it, it, it's not morning anymore. It's morning somewhere. His mercies are new every morning. He will wash you. We will cleanse you. We will fill you. We will touch you. He will set you on fire. He'll send his rain. He'll give you peace. And it'll cause his presence to be in, in the midst of you. Not just at church, in your car, in your home, in your marriage, at work. Wow, what incredible promises. It's our choice that stops the curse. You know, God, God's judgments they ought to bring repentance. Some of you don't realize that God is, he's been merciful to you. And it's his kindness, says a New Testament writer, that, that leads us to repentance. It's an old song we used to sing. It's his kindness that leads to repentance. It's your blood that brings forgiveness. It's your mercy. I don't remember the rest of it. It's his kindness. 
just because you haven't had, you know, you haven't had the hammer drop on you right now, doesn't mean that he's not that he's happy with you. He, he he'll bring you to a service like this and have have a, have a bald headed preacher preach to you and to tell you get put your idols down, stop it. And then he'll convict you. That's what you're feeling right now. Some of you are feeling deep conviction. Repent, repent. It's your choice. It'll stop the curse and release the blessing. That's not fair. It's absolutely fair. He made you in his image. He's given you a free will. You choose. You choose. It's your choice. They call it the glory of man in the garden. They chose to take and eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or to leave it alone. And they chose to to take and eat and partake. And they broke God's law. They chose. You choose whether you want to walk in the fulfillment of God's blessing or not. And then all of these final point, the final point is all of these blessings are fulfilled in Christ. My gosh. Ezekiel 34, 36, the prophet details the promises found in Leviticus 26. And I don't have time to go all there and all of that right now. But in, in Ezekiel 34 and 36, the prophet details these promises found in Leviticus 26. And he basically says this. He says they're all fulfilled in the Messiah. Wow, amazing. Jesus is the one that fulfills all of the blessings of God, but you've got to do your part. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.